Good morning, good people. Welcome to Z Sports Live, presented by the Cochran Firm and Boston Scientific. We're streaming live on YouTube and Facebook. And of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Happy Thursday. It's a beautiful Thursday, September 29th. A few days away from the Cowboys matching up with the Washington football politicians. We're going to detail the Cowboys defense against old Carson Wentz. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're going to welcome him back for sure. We are going to welcome him back. Uh, in the roundup, we got some injury updates. A couple starters may be returning, but one of them ruled out completely, I think. And uh, before we get into all the breakdowns of the matchups, I got a leftover plate to give out. I do. La- last week, we did the leftover situation. I like that. I, I want to continue to do that after W's, right? So I got a leftover plate. Notice I said plate. Last week, it was it was multiple. This, this week, is just one. That's not a knock on anybody. I, I just feel like this person needs to be featured, so... Uh, we'll get into that. And if you want, you can call in to the Pulse of the Nation phone line, powered by the Cochran Firm, 351-999-3787. Shout out to my squad in the building. Bob squad! Praise up to my man, Stephen White. Uh, I believe he said his his daughter or uh, family member uh, is dealing with some surgery. Also, prayers up to those in South Florida dealing with the hurricane situation. And of course, uh, rest in peace to Coolio, who passed away yesterday. That that sucked because growing up, I grew up on Coolio, not just as a hip hop artist, but of course the Keenan and Kel intro with Coolio in it. So that's pretty sad. He was only fifty nine. So prayers to all those involved down there in South Florida. My guy Stephen White, and rest in peace to my man Coolio. Yeah, I hate to kind of turn it there, but it kind of sucked. You know what I mean? Kind of sucked. But listen, y'all. I appreciate y'all being here this morning. Is it's going to be a straightforward show? We're starting to get to that point in the season where we got that that good uh, chemistry, we got that that good synergy and a structure each week. And as long as we stick to that, I think we're going to have some fantastic shows. I got some fantastic, uh, you know, research for you guys today. We got some tape. We're going to talk about that damn offensive line over there in Washington and why I think the Cowboys are going to eat and why I think a different part of this defense is going to eat. That really hasn't yet. It really hasn't yet. And that's not a knock, but stay tuned. Stay tuned. What's good, Towboat? See Burleson in the building. Iceberg Q, Jalen Barley, Demetra, Stephen White, Cole Jelly, Joe Taylor, TC915. My bro, Lee in the building. Dallas Cowboys hot. Hit us. Okay, it's your lady, Stephen White. Okay, so prayers up to your lady, man. Alpha said, telling your age, Sky. <laughs> kind of, with the Coolio situation. <laughs> kind of. Um, and the many more coming through. I appreciate y'all, Gotti Baby, Marcelo B, my man L in the building, Iceberg Q, Mark Quinn, PZ, all y'all. Thank y'all for being here. Let's get this show on the road. If you want to keep up with me and the Cowboys or A to Z, a to Z Sports Dallas, you can. Just check out the DFW Turf ticker, the number one artificial turf in the DFW area. It's got my Twitter on there. It's got the website on there. All the good stuff that you need to keep up with what we're doing here and what what I'm doing personally around the Cowboys. All right? Let's get this show on the road. I'm excited. It's time! It's time! It's time! It's time! 
greatest intro of all time, Kenny McKay. It's time. It's time. It's time. It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Hey, yo, Dak. Dak apparently, I think, ruled himself out according to Clarence Hill uh, against Washington. This is what Clarence Hill said on his Twitter. You can officially rule Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott out of the Washington game. Not that there was a realistic chance of him playing anyway. Uh, that goes back to the gamesmanship I talked about last week. Prescott said he won't start throwing until the end of the week. He's been soft tossing the footballs but won't start real throwing until the end of the week. So that that's pretty much he's done, right? Like, he's not going to play. Uh, and I don't think next week is as guaranteed as I thought. If he's not going to start truly looking to throw, rip the ball at the end of the week, we'll see where he's at next Wednesday um, after this week and obviously where the Cowboys are at as well. But don't expect Dak, Dak back this week, maybe next week. I'd imagine at the very latest, the Eagles game. Sticking with the injury situation, the first injury report did come out. Um, and you saw a couple names on there. Demarcus Lawrence popped up as limited. Remember, he went out for a few plays or a few series on Monday night with that foot situation. And I think they're trying to remain cautious. By the way, yesterday's practice was not some crazy practice. It was more of a walkthrough. I'm trying to find this Michael Gelkin tweet to explain exactly what he said. Let's see here. Okay. These player participation levels or estimates, the Cowboys held a light workout while coming off a road game Monday night activity to ramp up Thursday. So today is kind of the day they'll really get some things going, but nonetheless, he was limited. Uh, Dalton Schultz was limited. Uh, who else? We got J Ron curse and Connor McGovern curse tweeted out yesterday. The whole, you know, devil emoji basically saying, hey, I'm I'm back, but I ain't quite back, but I'm back. So we'll see how he fares throughout the rest of the week, but I think he'll be returning. And then you got Connor McGovern. That one is interesting because now we have a left guard conundrum with this whole left tackle dilemma put to rest. What do we do at left guard? And it's, a, I mean, in a way, it's a good problem as long as Jason Peters continues to show that you know, he could take the, the right steps in the right direction uh, at left guard. Matt Forniak, which I believed he was going to play his best game because of the matchup, he had his best game against the New York Giants. Still, he is your third guard, nonetheless, possibly fourth guard, if you look at Jason Peters <laughs> being a guard. But what do they do? They they just kind of say, okay, we're going to let Matt Forniak stay out there against pretty damn good interior defensive line. Or do they throw Jason Peters out there? Or... It's Connor McGovern coming back to start. We've switched the dilemma at left tackle, and now it's at left guard. I don't think anybody can be mad at that situation because your left tackle spot is not a problem, which is a more serious issue, right? And rounding out the roundup in regards to the injury situation is Michael Gallup. Uh, He spoke yesterday to the media about why he sat out. I have it here. Gallup is clearing the mental hurdle. We talk about this a lot on this channel uh, about players who suffer significant injuries like this. It's usually the mental aspect at the end of everything that they have to get over. 
Um, this is what he said about his decision. He, well, he said it was his decision to not play last week. Not the team, not the doctors. His decision. He said, we've got a lot of games left to play, and I'm trying to be out there the whole time. I saw the Chris Godwin injury, and that's tough. It makes you think a little differently about your recovery. I'm just trying to avoid that for sure. He he basically doesn't want to overcompensate. And that happens. That happened with Dak Prescott with his ankle. It probably happened with uh Chris Godwin. It's kind of a natural thing when you're trying not to injure what you know what you already injured, something else may happen. Or it's not as strong around that area as it used to be. And I think Gallup was trying to get over that hurdle of, of and I'm glad, honestly. Uh, I said this on fourth and long, Cowboys fourth and long with my man Jesse. I'm actually glad he sat out last week due to MetLife Stadium in their field, which is notorious to be a terrible field. And we saw what happened to Sterling Shepard. Looked like somebody shot him and nobody was around him. Not saying that that would have happened to Gallup. I'm just saying that field is weird. Players don't like playing on that field. Uh, this is what Gallup also had to say. This is the hardest part. It's really just mental now. You know you're healthy and everything's good. It's just mental now. You've got to make sure you feel like your old self. And Coach Mike McCarthy said that he was out there at practice doing Mike, Mike McCarthy, doing Michael Gallup things, going up for the rock, coming down, toe tapping, looking like Michael Gallup. But it's never, it's never how you look, man. It's how you feel mentally that gets you over that last hurdle to get back to yourself so that's this week's roundup or this morning's roundup um cowboys nation sam said turf is ass yeah most players do not like playing on turf they just don't they just don't did i see that burrows thinks we missed the field goal he's still talking about that that's week two. We on the week four, Joe. Come on, man. We're on the Cincinnati. We're not on the Cincinnati. We're, we're on the Washington. And we're going to get to that here in a second. Uh, let's, but I'm going to get to the chat before I move on and hand out my leftover plate. I wonder who y'all think the plate is. Let me ask you, who do y'all think my leftover plate is for? Remember, it's not multiple people. It's one. Just one person. <laughs> one person. Trust issues with the knee for now. I've had five ACLs. Yeah, man, it's all about the mental. It's all about the mental. Hold that L. MG's back. Turpin. We got Dorrance, Ma. Nah, not Maher, but Ma, but but again, Maher definitely deserves some credit uh, this year. Wilson or Smith? Nobody is. Jason Peters, Diggs. We just we just gonna name everybody. Nope, 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 nope. So the leftover plate is not Dorrance. It's not Dono. It's not Big Bo. Right? Those guys and others and others definitely deserve it and to be honest with you you know they went on that walk came back and they took their plate they they, they, they took their plate you know why they took their plate you know you know why they took their plate but the leftover plate that i'm going to give out to is to malik hooker 
Well, why Malik? Now, Malik used to go on those walks. Don't, don't get it twisted. Malik goes on those walks when he was a buck. But now Malik is counseling these young bucks, right? Now he's like, hey, cuz, listen, do your thing on the walks now. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Just make sure you're looking out for your mama. Make sure you're doing good in school. You know? That's Malik now. And versus the Giants, with J-Ron Curse out, not just the Giants, the last two weeks, we've seen Malik Hooker step up as a leader, getting that green dot, rallying the troops. And yesterday when the Cowboys put out their sounds from the sideline, I'm so glad that they decided to feature Malik Hooker. Because he, in my opinion, he deserved to have the spotlight on him a little bit for being able to get the respect and earn the respect of that group. Not just the DBs, but the defense in general. Take a listen to the sounds of the sideline clip. of I cut up the clip of Malik Hooker on Monday. Hey, this, hey, this still ain't our level. Take that yeah. up and knock it up, This one's probably going to happen, bro. They're probably going to do high up offense right here in tempo. Yep. That's the only way they can stay in it. So we got to get on the ball, get lined up, and really focus on the details, communicate. And first, and and most of all, bro, we got to tackle. That's it. Whatever y'all do best, do it. Whatever y'all do best, do it. One of the things that continues to impress me about Malik's second stint, basically, in the NFL, I say stint, I shouldn't say stint, but, you know, second go about in the NFL with the Cowboys is his physicality. He just continues to show that I'm not just a rangy safety. It's hard to be both. And don't get it twisted. He's 100% a very good rangy safety. Now, the box score is not going to show it. Oh, he only had four tackles. But it was tackles like that. Those tackles sends messages that, dang, I only got to worry about number six taking my head off or, or decapitating me or hitting me or wrapping me up. But they free safety doing it too. And another thing I think that goes unnoticed is that, and this happens a lot with deep safeties, and it won't show up on the box score. They and he will make a quarterback hold that rock an extra tick or completely come off of his read. Look at this right here, though. Get out of here, little man. It's a free safety. But that goes unnoticed a lot. It's not going to show up in a box score. It's not going to be a sexy play. You're not going to talk about it. You're not going to highlight it. But there were multiple times Daniel Jones wanted to go deep. But the, the play between Malik Hooker and Diggs or Malik Hooker and A.B. playing well together, he had to come off of it. He just does his job well, Cowboys Nation. And if you remember last year, once KZ lost his ways, you saw a lot of deep balls over top of his head. You're not seeing that in, in the first three weeks. You're just not. Yeah, you might have got a deep ball on AB one-on-one, but that wasn't Malik's responsibility. We saw too many times last year KZ and Diggs just not on the same page. I'm not seeing that breakdown. Now, this is year two of the defense. He's year two in it, but I also think he's just a better player in general. He just needed to get over the mental hurdle of his his own injuries. So Malik Hooker, man, absolutely deserves a plate. 
Might have not been at the big boy table. That's cool. He the older cuz that's counseling the younger cuz is on the walk. And that's no disrespect to the others that y'all talked about. I just think he deserved to get a shout out here. You know what I mean? He deserved it. Uh, let's get back to this chat here. A lot. Of, I had a feeling. As I was putting these together, these clips together with uh, Malik Cooker, I had a feeling that a few of y'all would bring up LVE. It didn't look good on a couple of them, Jones. But uh, Marcus said LVE needs to sit down. He can't disengage from blocks. Been very interesting up and down. Who's the other? I saw somebody else say somebody LVE. Oh, no, no, no. Dallas Cowboys hardhitter said, I'm seeing the OJ Lou getting beat, etc." Man, that, that slot, that slot is a tough one. That slot is tough. Um, but put it this way, J. Lou is an upgradable piece, right? He's an upgradable piece, but I'm not, I'm not down on J. Lou's play this year so far. It's hard to be down on many players on defense in general, but, but I get it. He's an upgradable piece for sure. Joe said, I'm happy Hooker got healthy and, uh, took KZ spot. We need that reliable. Yeah. When it's so funny because when we were, I don't use the word debating, but when the Cowboys said, hey, we're bringing KZ in for a visit, we're bringing Hooker in for a visit, most of us were like, Malik Hooker. Then we got both of them, and KZ basically kept his job, but Malik was starting to get more integrated as the season went on and getting over his uh, his injury. And I think coming into this offseason, he said, oh, I'm back. Like I, I'm not dealing with that mental aspect. I'm back, and I think you're seeing it this year. Uh, why can we have this defense when Dak had weapons? Oh, it's only the second year in his defense. The defense was fine last year. It wasn't like this, but it was fine last year. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that, you know, but I feel you. I feel you. I had a 4-1-2 call in there. Eagles are trash. Said Donovan Wilson and Noah Brown are two players. I'm super stoked have performed and sustained giving their opportunity. Dono to me is not a shock. Y'all know how I feel about Dono. Um, Noah, I am, I am, I use the word proud. Is that the word? I don't want to use the word proud because that ain't my guy to be like proud, but I am pleasantly surprised in a way um, that Noah is stepping up to that, to, to fulfill the wide receiver two duties, but while also doing the wide receiver four and five nasty things like blocking and, and special teams and whatnot. Um, I wonder what they're going to do with them. No. When Michael Gallup gets back, he's not a slot dude. Lamb could go in the slot. So he could do that. And he could stay out there as a as a I wouldn't know it'd be a Z then, right? It'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to see what he does. Like I said, we do got a caller on the horn. Let's get to uh 412 in a second. Calling in on the Pulse of the Nation hotline presented by the Cochran firm. I tell y'all every time, man, since 05. Brian and Larry have handled the most challenging civil cases and fought for anyone in the DFW area community that reaches out to these guys. All of the Cochran Fern civil cases are handled on a contingent fee basis. That means fraud, wrongful death, truck, automobile accidents. So, you know, in Dallas, a lot of y'all can't drive. So somebody run you off the road, you get into a fender bender, they ain't got insurance or something weird's happening. Reach out to the Cochran Firm, 1-800-THE-FIRM, or schedule your free consultation today at CochranTexas.com. And 412 hung up. I don't know what 412 is doing here. (laughs) 
Dallas uh, Cowboys hard to said, we need Deron Bland or Bell or Kelvin Joseph in a slot for J. Lou. I will put Joseph out there. I want to see what Deron Bland has in the slot because he looked damn good in the slot in preseason. Uh, Kelvin Joseph, they just, they're just not doing slot things with Kelvin Joseph. When Diggs got dinged up in that game, Kelvin Joseph went out on the boundary to play cornerback. And we talked about it last year. He only played seven snaps in the slot and like over 130 snaps outside. So he's, for whatever reason, they don't view him as a slot guy. But Deron Bland is. Deron Bland is. All right. Do we want to move on here? Why is he texting me during this show? Do we want to move on here? To the Cowboys defense versus the Washington football people's offense. Let's do that. Let's go ahead and do that here. And as always, we like to point out some of the feature players in Washington's or in opposing team's offense. J.D. McKissick, Antonio Gibson, they hold down the run offense side of things. Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin, they hold down the passing side of things. But there's other guys that we'll get to as well. This unit, from a coaching standpoint, is led by Scott Turner, which we should be familiar with because he's been there for a few years now. And I often say, I often say, man, I think Dallas should take some of Washington's run game concepts. With that said, they're not really doing well on the ground from a consistent basis right but nonetheless they do some things he's a guy that likes to it's basically a schemey type of run offense they want to put you in a bind up front that's why i think it's going to be very paramount to be disciplined on the interior from a run blocking standpoint you're going to get a whole lot of motioning some tight ends moving at snap as the lead blocker, then a running back might come behind him or, or a wide receiver might come behind him. So the eyes of the Bohannas, of the Osas, the Tristan Hills, those guys, it's going to be very important for them to remain disciplined. It just is. But like I said, though, man, they haven't really been rushing the ball all that well. They currently rank 24th in yards per game, but more importantly, I know me, I like to use statistics that aren't just volume stats. They're 25th in rush yards per attempt. And that's, if you take out Curtis Samuels' rushes, it goes down. Now, from a talent standpoint, they got, like, Antonio Gibson's talented. J.D. McKissick is talented. They could be problematic, but they're different guys. McKissick's going to be a receiving back. He's not really going to run the ball a lot. Uh, if he had 50 rush attempts last year, and this year, I believe he only has a handful of them. But what he's going to be is their receiving guy. He was second on the team in receptions last year, and I believe he's top three again after week three. Now, Gibson, he's going to mix it up a little bit more. And his rookie year gave the Cowboys problems, but that's when the Cowboys were one of the worst defenses in Dallas Cowboys history. I don't, that's not, that's not the case no more, Antonio. It ain't the case, man. But I think that man right there, Curtis Samuels is a sneaky guy you got to watch out for as a rusher. Now, they're not going to give him the ball 10 times in a game, but he does that 
jet sweep, and he does that at a, at a high rate. He's averaging 17 yards per game off of it and six yards per, over six yards per carry. So, it, you know, you can't do that all game, but, hey, it can hit you at the wrong time. So that's what their running game looks like. Oh, but that passing offense. We'll get to the wide receivers, but I want to talk about Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz, and he's Carson Wentzing in Washington. Flat out. Listen, y'all, he got the arm talent. He's got the ability to make a big play because he does the hero ball thing. He can make the throws. He's got that live arm. We all know that. But, man, you want to talk about getting a guy rattled. There ain't many other quarterbacks you can rattle worse than Carson Wentz. He is taking the most sacks in the NFL, as we saw earlier on on that visual, 15 sacks. Now, not all of it is Carson's fault. The offensive line has been terrible. But he also puts the ball in harm's way at the third most highest rate in the NFL in regards to turnover-worthy plays. So you can 100 percent get to Carson Wentz right now he's tied for third in turnovers and I think the trap coverage is right I think they give him problems a ton of problems and for a scheme Cowboys Nation that you you know the run scheme I should say that does a lot of play action you would think oh Carson Wentz and whoever the quarterback is should do well in this play action he's actually been worse in play action. Two of those three interceptions have come on play action. And he has his worst completion percentage. And when I was watching this Eagles game, it was fun to watch and laugh at Washington. It was annoying to watch that Hargraves do that to that center, knowing that we got to go up to play that. But I'm sitting here watching it. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Carson's eyes are awful. I mean, just just terrible now that could be because of the pressure right that that could be because of that but there was just so many missed opportunities in that game so many i'm not talking about little hooks or little digs or outs (laughs) there was more than that they just completely missed and again a lot of that probably had to do with the pass rush now here's the thing if you if you can block it up for carson it's not like he's deprived of pass-catching weapons. We talked about Terry McLaurin. That's the guy that leads this group. He's one of the more underrated dudes in the NFL at wide receiver. He just seems to never be able to catch luck with a quarterback. (laughs) Now, Carson's supposed to be the best quarterback, and he may be the most talented quarterback, right, that Terry McLaurin has ever had, but he's still Carson Wentz. But Diggs been locking him up over the last few years, really ever since he got beat his rookie year. Trayvon Diggs has pretty much put the clamps on him. So, again, that's a matchup that I feel good about. Um, Jahan Dotson, a guy we focused on in the offseason during the draft, really good young wide receiver. You you can't sleep on him. He's been doing well in the red zone, and he's always a threat in general if you put the ball in his hands. They didn't really give him the rock last week, though. Logan Thomas is another underrated weapon at tight end. He usually gives the Cowboys fits, but he's been quiet so far. He only has eight receptions on 13 targets. Um, as we go. So guys like LVE, if, if J-Ron comes back, J-Ron, um, they're going to have to make sure they don't lose focus of Logan Thomas uh, because he can he can give you trouble. But I like I like the Logan Thomas versus J-Ron curse matchup. 
Logan's not going to beat you with speed. He's going to try to box you out because he's six foot seven or whatever it is. Former quarterback. It's wild because I remember when Logan was a quarterback in the NFL. Now he's a legitimate tight end. And then J.D. McKissick, we have to also mention as a pass catcher, as we did earlier uh, in this breakdown, because he's second on the team, I believe, in reception. So, you know, it, it might not be Logan Thomas that's a recipient of those those routes underneath, but it's definitely J.D. McKissick. And he's a guy that could break one on you. So you got to be careful with him as well. But none of that matters. If we go back here, none of that matters if you can't block. And they can't. And this is what I was talking about earlier in the opening of the show. There's a there's a portion of this defense that hasn't really won off just quite yet. And it's the interior defensive line. The Philadelphia Eagles interior defensive line. I mean, there's admittedly, is it better than Dallas's? Yes. But watching what they did to Washington and then going back and also looking at Detroit, man, they soft. They soft in that middle. Number 71 is toast. He was getting cooked all game. The right tackle was also an issue as well. So if they're going to try to give help over there on Demarcus Lawrence if it, or if they want to line up Michael Parsons at tackle again, I'm sorry, at defense and again, they're going to have to give help to these tackles, which means these interior guys are going to have one-on-one opportunity. So I think... This is kind of the breakout game for the Osas and the and the and the Nevilles and the Big Bows. I think they're going to have a really good game as long as they can keep Washington behind the sticks. I mean, you don't want to get them into second and two and third and ones and things like that. But passing down situations, I, I just don't think this offensive line can keep up, man. I just don't. They got him nine times last week. If Dallas doesn't walk out of here with at least five sacks. I guarantee you they'll be in that locker room saying, man, this is a disappointment. And in the run game, they're not going to move you. This isn't, this ain't, ain't the Hawks. Bill Callahan is not there. What they want to do in the run game is get you going one way, bring another guy the other way, misdirection, kind of wall you off. They're, they're not an f- overly physical offense line in that, in that uh, aspect. So I just truly think the Cowboys have a massive advantage in this game. And to, and to be frank, even if they do block it up, again, Terry McLaurin, really good wide receiver. John Dotson, a, a good young wide receiver. I like I like the Cowboys secondary against their weapons. It's going to be really hard for me to go in each week feeling like this Cowboys defense doesn't have the advantage. Damn sure not this week. With that said, you got to line up, you got to play. But we're just talking about literally talking about what we've seen or what you may have seen or I have seen uh, on tape and what the Cowboys can do. And I just think the Cowboys can continue to make that score go down, actually, from 19, 17, 16. I think they can hold them to, to right around there. I think they can get some turnovers. I think they can get a lot of sacks. It's another one of those games where they must be licking their chops. And it's Carson Wentz. We, Carson Wentz is still that guy. This isn't, you know, when Mike Vick went away and came back, he was different. Randall Cunningham was young and he, and he got older. He was different. This is still Carson Wentz. The king of the YOLO ball, Carson Wentz. So I like the matchup, Cowboys Nation. All right, so 412 
Let's see if you're finally... 412, you there? Five years old, and I'm from Pittsburgh, and I love the Dallas Cowboys. Wow. That is, that's awesome, Grayson. I, I appreciate the phone call, Grayson. Uh, thank you for watching the show, but, but aren't you in school? No, I'm sick today. Oh, oh, you, you sick. Wink, wink. Thank you, Grayson, for calling, man. I appreciate you, dog. You're welcome. Just never know what you're going to get here. Is this the, so, 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 I watched Pat McAfee's show. He gave me some credit. I, I kind of was in and out with the audio there, but shout out to Grayson. There was a kid that called into the Pat McAfee show, and I thought it was this kid. I was I was a little nervous. He was about to say what he said on the Pat McAfee show. But I don't know if this was that guy. But go look up Pat McAfee kid cusses. Just Google that. Come back to me. Grayson said, I'm sick. We've been there, Grayson. But if you are sick, get better, buddy. Oh, Grayson. What's up, my Redding brother? How you doing? Hey, good morning, my, my brother. How you doing? God bless you and the show and your Thank family, you. like always, in Cowboy Nation. I want to say, I believe the defense will get to the quarterback, but then also, too, I believe we got to watch out for the screen plays because I think they're going to try to hit us up with a couple of them. And also, I wanted to tell you that you – that you're a good brother because you know that guy that you, the um the one that does the other um sports show with you, the Spanish guy, Mauricio. Yeah, I like what he's doing. Yeah, um, I forget his name, but I like the way you put him on, and he has kept it up real good. God bless you, bro. You got a good heart. Thank you, sir. Thank but you. Anyway, back to, but back to what I wanted to say. I believe the defense will do the job. I really do. Well, that's all I got for today. Have a good one. Like always, God bless. Salute. Appreciate you. Yeah, Mo does great work. Flat out does great work. I'm looking in the chat here. Yes. That, listen, I'm going to go back and play that. It caught me by surprise. I'm not going to lie to you. It caught me by surprise. Had, I've had a kid call in before. But I don't know if y'all caught his age. He said he was five. Man, that's 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 something. That is something. B Bird always says this is a family friendly show. Sometimes I go off the rails, but I, you know, I didn't know it was that family friendly. <laughs> I hope Grayson can't read the chat. Right now I do. Like, hey, they love you, Grayson. You are a I might I might have to pull that audio out if if I got it, because I was in and out. And do something with it. But I hope he's not reading the chat in other portions of the show. Because y'all wow. But what a, what a call. Uh, Set it off, Chris. What's good, bro? Yeah, hey, man. I'm just trying to t- see what Grayson got his, got his phone playing from, man. That <laughs> you got it five, man. I need to get Grayson's phone playing, yo. <laughs> Who they, who's signing the babies up that early, man? I, I'm, here's what I'm going to guess. 
I'm going to guess his pops or his mom was like, hey, I listened to this show as well. Go ahead and call in. Because there's just no, no way doubt. young Grayson is rolling around with the with the net the next tail, right? The clacker and, and just <laughs> coming out the sandbox like, you know what? Let me call in the sky show. Nah, probably Let me call probably the sky show and got some points, you know, to let him know, man. I'm I'm reading this cover too and I've been watching. I need, you know, my manscape and get my three three oh five mafia shirt. You know what I'm saying? Where's my order at? Yeah, it probably was his pops or his mom. So salute to to Grayson's parents. They they're raising a very uh, um, respectful young man. No doubt, no doubt. I mean, I'm gonna be brief. I'm gonna get out here. Hey, I was wondering, were you able to ever get with Authentic in the beard? Because I know because it was back to back NFC East, uh, uh. NFC East teams that you could have you know parlayed that into another another venue, man. You know what I'm saying? That's my first thing. That's on a side note, man. But on my on my on my other note, um, you know, we're talking about what the defense is going to do. Um, how do you figure they sprinkle in J. Ron, or not just J. Ron getting him back in the lineup? How the heck do we get Jabril into the mix, man? Have you thought about that? I know that's something that you know you can put go into your lab and get your mad scientist cap on, uh, because I, I'm not looking at this game because if, you know the team does what they do, they win this game. And we look at them like, okay, you beat the Bengals, who you had a bet that you thought the offensive line was shaky. You knew you were better as a team, as a whole, better than uh, the Giants, and we're better than the than the uh, football Wizards. Right. I, I'm I'm more concerned when you play, you know, the following week. But I'm still gonna bring up my boy Pastor Troy because ain't nobody calling me or texting me or anything <laughs> if we win this week. But I will I, I'm I'm bring it back. You know, just, I'm gonna bring it back. Yeah, we we, we, we got to bring that back, but. I, my, my question is, how do you bring J-Ron in and how do you get Jabril on the field? Because all the depth we're talking about people coming back, these are some of the pieces that I think you, is going to help you down the road. And, man, I'll get off the air and listen, man. Oh, you, you can stay. You can, do, you can stay on. You get off the other man. Okay. But, but with J-Ron, I don't think it's going to be hard to get j You heard Coach uh, Quinn. He said getting him back integrated is yeah. is nothing. I actually can't wait for that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think J-Ron goes right back into the spot he's always been in. And Donald becomes that third safety. And don't get it twisted. We all know Donald's not just a backup. They play that that big nickel. It's basically their base. So they're all going to play a lot. Uh, but the Jabril one, pay attention to if he's active or inactive this week, uh, Chris. Right. Because that, right, right. Will, that will tell us, I think, how they feel about getting him involved moving forward. There's two, there's two things, two ways Jabril – I don't want to say two ways. Two things to watch over the next couple of weeks, is Jabril Cox act active? If he's not, right. then I don't think he's a guy that they're looking to get going on defense. If he is, mind you, Luke Gifford is still, he's, he's back. I mean, he's practicing a limited fashion. He may play again this week. So if they have Jabril Cox out there and Luke Gifford, I think that's a small little nugget, little note to pay attention to that maybe they're going to start doing more things because they did that last year. Jabril Cox was mostly okay. special teams, and then they start sprinkling him in every so often in the uh, in the defense. The other thing to watch is LVE. The other thing to watch is LVE right. because I think just based off of what I what I've been watching over the last few games, um, right? Anthony Barr just has a handle. Now he didn't have a great game last week. He missed that tackle. You know the linebackers were very yeah in the, in the hole. Right, right, they right. were very sketchy right. in general in that game, but. I think Anthony Barr just looks 
way more comfortable. He's the guy kind of directing things. He's 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 a little bit. He seems a bit more heady. He, he just seems a bit more sure. We know he's more physical. So I I wouldn't be taking Anthony Barr off of this defense. So if you had to take somebody off, I think it'd be LVE. Wasn't the greatest game for LVE, you know. It wasn't in the in the in the Cincy game. That was more of his game. In the in the first game, it wasn't a great game. I I'm not seeing anything to be like, yo, we can't sit LVE. I'm not seeing that. I'm I'm just not seeing right. that. So I'm looking at it this way: as long as I got a guy like Anthony Barr and Michael Parsons to kind of handle the cleanup duties in the middle, I'm willing to right. see if I can get another playmaker out there in in Jabril Cox. That's just me. I don't know if they'll do it, but that's okay. me who set it off, Chris. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand, and, and I can understand what you're saying because when you're going into these games, because you you don't have many, you don't have outside of Hurts, there's not a mobile quarterback that you're worried about kind of beating you. And as long as Bo, uh, you know, Bo and uh, Neville and Tristan can keep LV clean, because that's always been his biggest deal, is being able to stay clean so he can move. I think he's fine. But you're right, having another dynamic guy, another piece who can kind of chase uh, chase people out the backfield, Jabril can do that. That's not something Barr can definitely do. So I, I was just wondering how we get him on the field because that's that's the next piece to uh, making this defense even more explosive and dynamic with having Jabril. That, that was my biggest – and I, and I kind of like the way they bring it back slowly after a knee injury. So I, I'm – you know – you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't in that situation. But I do like what, how they're kind of trying to protect him a little bit. So I, that was just my question, man. Yeah, a uh, uh, good question. It's a good question because we all we yeah. all kind of yeah. want to see what what El, what uh, Jabril Cox can do. I mean, he's got just raw ability and athleticism and, and, and whatnot. I just wish yeah. I had a media pass so I could say, hey, Dan, do you mind elaborating on why it's taking – Jabril Cox a little bit longer to get involved here. I, I don't think anyone is kind of hey, listen, talking hey, man, about it. Hey, man, it's between you, you, Vodge, you know, the YouTube community, and a guy on the national stage like a Dave Hellman is going to get up there and ask those kind of tough questions, you know, because the rest of the guys is out here pitching softballs and uh, making and making DQ have to elaborate all night long on, on something that's, that's, that's pertinent because with, with the youth that they're doing it because they don't participate in free agency like they should, you, you got to get these guys, these second and third and fourth round guys to come through and produce. And you got to see them making a, making a, uh, a contribution kind of early. Right. I agree. That, that, yeah, that's what we got to do. But yo, man, I'm going to get out of the way, man. I'm waiting for my main man, Daddy Savage with the good cool. And, and, and listen to Los cuss everybody else the whole nine, man. I'm listening, bro. <laughs> appreciate you, Chris. I appreciate you both, bro. Yeah. Uh, I'm always looking for a reason, reasonable upgrade in a way. When I say reasonable upgrade, I mean guys who aren't the superstars of the team or the feature guys on the team that are replacement level players. And I look at LVE that way. Not a superstar, not a poor player, but a but a player that can be upgraded from. So as a and this could be just me as a fan. I'm I'm curious. Can can Jabril be an upgrade? Only way we know is if you put him in. That's that's the only way we know defensively. Now I think I think maybe Dan might be looking at this thing like, okay, we're we're fine anyway, like 19 points. 
17 points, 16 points. So it's not like LVE is this detriment that's costing the Cowboys. But I'm just saying, if you're going to lean on the ground and you're going, you're going to lean on this defense, I want to be great. I want to, I want to be great. And it wasn't a great game from the uh, linebacking group on Monday. Was it a poor one? It had some poor moments, but it wasn't a great one altogether. I think the interior did their job. I think the ends did their job. Uh, the DBs missed some tackles, but but the, the middle of that, that defense, it, it, they didn't carry over what they did against Cincinnati. Hey, you're not going to be perfect every week. Let's see if they bounce back because they're going to have to be disciplined this week. This ain't a, an amazing rushing attack for Washington, but it's it's an attack where they use a lot of misdirection. And they the Cowboys have been better against it this year. Last year, they were the worst team when teams did misdirection at snap. When I say misdirection, I mean motioning uh, wide receivers across the line of scrimmage or getting a tight end going. That's all Washington. Washington can't line up. They, they knew they couldn't line up and move Jordan Davis and Javon Hargraves and Fletcher Cox. They couldn't do that. I don't think they're going to be able to line up and move Bohanna and Osa and Neville. Now, the other, the other group is better, but this ain't no slouch of a group. So they're going to be doing a lot of things up front to try to get these boys confused, which means LVE and, and, and Anthony Barr have to be on par. Bars. They got to be on par. This is true, Peter said, we're operating on a short week. I just hope we come out motion and intensity. Um, check, make sure y'all check out the uh, Cowboys fourth and long podcast. Should be out sometime today. We actually talked about that, me and Jesse. Let's let's not forget, this is a team coming off of back-to-back losses, so they're going to come out desperate in this game. It's a division game. They just lost a division game, Cowboys. Just won one. So they're going to come out desperate. <clears throat> Excuse me. We have to match that intensity. 3 two, one What it is, what it do. Hey, what's up, Sky? What's up with you? Who this? Uh, Lamont. I haven't called in a live show in a while. Uh, that's because I've been working in the evenings a lot. But oh, good. I got Something a on. question to ask you. Um, it's about kind of like what the last caller called about. So going into next year, um, would you be willing to bring back an Anthony Barr at the right price? Well, it's real early on that one, Lamont. Um, I, I personally like the thoughts of Micah Parsons, Jabril Cox, Damone Clark, Harper. I honestly don't mind throwing in a, a veteran in that mix. I mean, if you can get him back, what he's playing on, $2 million? Sure. But, but at that point, I don't want him to be a progress stopper. Gotcha. Then that's actually what I wanted to get to is the question between Damone Clark and Jabril Cox. How do you think they'll play them on the field? with Micah Parsons. Well, I think Damone Clark can be a middle guy. He can free up Micah mm-hmm. to kind of rover around and move around. Micah can be, or Micah can play the middle. But I think Jabril is more of a will type of dude. And Damone, he wants to smoke. Um, I, I would love to just let Damone be in that middle and, and let him handle those duties. And he's a smart kid, too, while Micah can kind of move around. Hell, you never know. Next year, they must they mess around and move Micah down full time. Right. Like we're not against that at some point in his career. It's just that last year and this year we weren't sure what the linebacking group was going to be like. But next year, they might just say, screw it. We got 
three athletic backers in in, in Devin Harper and um, Jabril Cox and Damone Clark that we we have confidence in to hold it down. And let's just let Micah just wreak havoc at defensive end. Now that makes it easier to take him out, but at the end of the day, an elite pass rusher we will never ever ever say is is less than of a a linebacker guy but i i you know if you're going to do that then yeah i mean anthony barr for two million dollars sure why not as long as he's not progress stopping guys as long as if he's if he's the guy that they're using he's outplaying the other dudes got no problem with i hear you and um i forgot to mention this the other day when i was on the phone with you you know what i thought about it and i think the reason why cooper rush is comfortable playing right now is because most of the players he's playing with are backups and he was he's been practicing for like the last two years with most of these players outside of the rookie tight ends you know he's he's used to playing with Steele. he's used to playing with uh tyler smith in training camp um forniak so you mean uh, the offensive line or, or you mean the the wide receivers just as a whole like there's only a few starters from last year that that he ha- that he's not used to playing with like Zach Martin and, and Tyler Beardes, but but I don't I don't think that I don't think there's a correlation with 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 the uh, the quarter the backup quarterback in the O line, but the receivers yes, and I think that's why you see Noah Brown and him clicking because they were on the practice squad, they were on the backup units, and we we let's not forget he is a six year pro, so it's not like he's a a rookie, um, so he he does have experience playing with a Noah Brown, but. I mean, C.D. Lamb is not a a backup. Tobert's a rookie. The tight ends and Schultz, they weren't here last year. So it's not like he's playing with a whole bunch of pass catchers that he played with last year besides uh, Noah Brown. Well, C.D. Lamb, too. I guess C.D. Lamb, he played in that Washington game. But I mean from a backup standpoint. Yeah, I just really hope that they uh, continue to want to just, you know, gel with Cooper until Dak gets back. And I hope that Dak doesn't feel the need to rush himself back because – you don't need to re-injure yourself and well, just to want to, you know. If he tried to play this week, I think that would that would be rushing it. Doesn't it looks like he's not trying to. He understands what's going on here. And I think the more wins that you can get with Cooper Rush, the more room you have to say, hey, as long as your hand, you know, is is, is not ready to go, just take your time. The last thing you wanted to do in this situation is we're losing these games, and now they're like, hey, Dak. Your hand's fine, right? <laughs> Can you get out there? Now Dak's like, I got the pressure. Let me go out there and do it. Take your time. Exactly. All right, bro. That's that's all I had. Good call, man. Appreciate you. All right. Yeah. Playing with, with Noah is definitely showing in that aspect. But that's about it from a backup. I mean, the first week it was, who was it? Uh, Dennis Houston. Second week, too, I think it was. Now, Dennis Houston, he wasn't here last year. Lamb was a starter. Schultz was a starter. These rookie tight ends weren't here. Uh, Turpin's new. There's a lot of new guys. I think it's why the first game you saw the connection with Noah the way you saw it. He is. AJ says, I can't wait to see CD, Gallup, Washington, Brown, and Turpin on the field. One, two, three, four, five. You know who you left off, AJ, which I find so interesting. Jalen Tolbert. Let me put one, two, three, four, five. So would Tolbert be six? Are they not going to go six? 
this whole thing is going to be really interesting. I, do y'all mind if I think too far ahead? I don't like to do that. We like to stay week to week. But I just, just thinking out loud. CeeDee Lamb's here for the foreseeable future. Michael Gallup's here for the foreseeable future. There is a clear love for Noah Brown. And credit to him, he's taking this opportunity and showing, hey, man, I can do more things if you allow me to do that. So salute to him. Let's say Noah Brown finishes this thing with five, 600 yards, similar to Cedric Wilson situation. Three, four, five touchdowns, right? I don't think he's, I don't know, Cedric Wilson did get paid. Do you bring back Noah Brown? Or do you roll? And this is something that we shouldn't even be talking about, to be honest. So my bad. This is something that you talk about next year. I think Steven would be like, no, this is why we drafted Jalen Tobert. And obviously Jalen has to have a shot to, to, to prove himself. But just reading off of that, Gallup, Lamb, Washington, who's going to be back, uh, Noah, and Turpin's not sitting down. There's a chance, if there's no injuries, that Jalen Tober just is not involved at all this year. Maybe he's maybe he's a guy that doesn't dress once these guys return. So now you go into next year not knowing what you have in Jalen Tober, but knowing that Noah can still be a glue guy as a three, four, five wide receiver. Just just thinking out loud, man. Just thinking out loud. Uh, Jeremy said, with curse out, who is wearing the green dot on defense? This man. Hey, this, hey, this still ain't our level. Take that yeah. up and nothing up. This is what's probably going to happen, bro. They're probably going to do high up offense right here in tempo. Yep. That's the only way they can stay in this and plays. get plays. So we got to get on the ball, get lined up, and really focus on the details. Communicate. Yep. And first, and, and most of all, bro, we got to tackle. That's it. Whatever y'all do, best, do it. That's the guy wearing the green dot right now. I just love this. This save, oh man. Dono Hooker and and J Ron, I think, are ridiculous compliment to each other. Ridiculous. Keep those boys around as long as you can. Interesting. Remember in the off season we talked about, hey, who do you want to get in front of? Usually the Cowboys do that. The two players on my list, Donovan Wilson. Who didn't? He's in a contract year. And Terrence Steele. Uh, we, I was having this conversation on Twitter. I think with Tuck. Shout out to Tuck if he's in the building. He was like, hey, man, Terrence Steele keeps having who, Who's having it? He's having a great year, by the way. If he keeps having a good year, he's going to want the money. I was like, I know. That's why I was saying pay him in March, April, May, and get in front of it for cheap. But I think the way they're looking at it is to go even cheaper. He's a restricted free agent. So next year they can just go ahead and slap the restricted tag on Terrence and let him play out his restricted um, deal and then come back to the table afterwards or in the middle of the season. So I think they're trying to go ultra cheap at that point. But you're looking at a guy, how old is Terrence? 25, 24, he's young. You're going to eventually have to pay quality tackles. He's a guy I would have paid. Uh, Dono, this was before I think I can't remember if Malik got signed and J-Rod. I can't remember if this was before or after. But I was looking at Dono as a, as a potential guy to get on another cheap uh, uh, Jeff Heath type of deal. Jeff Heath was making like something like 
3.5 million a year. It's not a lot, relatively speaking. But it was another guy, especially if Dan Quinn's going to be here and utilize his three safeties. I don't think we can overlook that. Now they went out and got a, you know, Marquise Bell, and they still got Izzy. So the odds of that happening are pretty slim to none. But hey, man, these both of these dudes, Terrence Steele and Donovan Wilson, are playing well. This some some good ball. They playing some good ball. Eagles said Eagles are trash. Said. Our safeties are the best in, in the NFL as a group, not even close. Some people would say the Bills, but outside they're all pro starters. They didn't make the Pro Bowl. That didn't make the Pro Bowl somehow as all pros, but they have no depth. Hold on. Both of the Bills safeties are all pros? I mean, if both of them are all pros, that's kind of tough to be like, yeah. But you might be right, Eagles are trash. I haven't looked around the league at safeties. I know there's other individual guys that may be better than an individual player on the Cowboys, but... The top three dudes in Dallas combined for how they play in this defense, the role they have in this defense with Dan Quinn. I love it. Best safety group in the NFL. I like it. I like it. We're going to make that the fan focused comment of the morning. Of course, presented by Boston Scientific. ED can affect your self-esteem and impact your most important relationships. So take a free online assessment that you can share with your doctor. Click the ad in the description for more information. There's a permanent satisfying solution to treat ED. Again, just click the ad or visit edcure.org. Sponsored by Boston Scientific. You're listening to A to Z Sports. Grayson's wearing the green dot. At some Hilarious. point, hoping to broadcast in front of the million of Cowboys fans to bring you the real. But for now, strap up and here's your host, Skywalker Steele. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. We'll do it live. Shout out to Grayson, man. Grayson called in. Say, man, I enjoy this show. I said, Grayson, Ain't you in school? I'm sick, dog. <laughs> Shout out to Grace. That's a first. But that's the that's the age of my my youngest son. That's wild. I'm honored though. Sweater vest guy. I'm honored. <laughs> what y'all got, man? We on good time. We on good time today. <laughs> that was Scott when he was Grace's age. You know what's funny about that, King Element? I have never seen Benjamin Button. I've heard that joke plenty of times about, you know, because I have the baby face and all that stuff. But I've never seen it. Never seen it. Oh, wow. Alright, this is the portion of the show. We're going to hit the chat and we're going to roll out. So send in the questions and let's move on, man. Let's move on. Oscar, teacher, time to learn your ABCs. Grayson, bump that. 
I need to learn cover two from Sky. <laughs> oh Lord. I, I feel like I gotta watch what I say now. You know what I mean? And I try to. Like, I hope he wasn't here yesterday when old boy was acting off all weird in the chat and I had to do him like a like, I hope he wasn't here yesterday. I really hope he don't watch Vach's show. That's trouble. I'm going to leave these lines open for about five more minutes. 351-999-3787. If you missed the early portion of the show, uh, we talked about why Malik Cooker deserved to get that plate from the cookout. And we also featured... The uh, Washington, or preview, I'm sorry, the Washington offense. We discussed the guys that we need to look out for. J.D. McKissick, Antonio Gibson, Jahan Dotson, and Terry McLaurin. <laughs> Listen, man. Jesse's six foot three. He's not a little dude. Plot to his sky and grazing the same age. Oh. I'm a man. I'm 40. Stop. Trick love, kid. It looked like we're not going to do no football. We're we, we going to go in on this Grayson thing. Thank you, Los. Save, save us, Los. What's good, brother? Yo, good morning, Sky. Uh, I just want to make a quick point. Same thing I told Law yesterday, and I wanted to give your thoughts on this, all right? But let me say this about the quarterback, you know. It's like the chicken and the egg. We can say a great coach can work with an okay quarterback, talented enough to win you games. And we can also say a great quarterback can overcome coaching deficiencies, right? So my point is, Dak has always been a great quarterback for us in our system. Let's say our system has always been, let's say, not the greatest. But week one, game plan has been night and day, for week two and week three. And that's because that's because Khaled had no choice but to change his philosophy because, like, you know, he had all eyes on him. So I just want to know uh, where this office's responsibility fell on, you know, with Khaled. Do you think he's going to be able to keep overcoming these defenses or, you know, anything that goes our way? And I just want to get your thoughts Get your thoughts on that guy and great coaching. Wait, 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 wait. Before you go, I, I'm not sure your question. Can you can you can you just uh, ask your question? Go ahead, Scott. I can hardly hear. My bad. Can you? I could hardly understand what your question was. So I, I, before you hang up, I don't know what your question is. Can you say it again? Oh, so my question is: Do you think Kellen will continue to open up his um, basically the play calling? Because, like you said. Last week, he was basically scheming guys open, yeah. and I just want to see with his – will he continue his his trajectory with this, or do you think he was going to come back to earth week five with the Rams and, you know, such forth? Because that's my worst nightmare to happen, okay. and I'll leave you with that side. Okay. All right, appreciate you, Lopes. Hey, it's going to depend on this man. F- flat out. I don't have my my slap button, but I'm about to get one because me and Jesse came up with this thing where I think what's going to have to happen is McCarthy already has his foot on Kellen's neck. He needs to continue to have it there, right? Monday through Saturday, his foot's on his neck. 
on game day, he probably lets loose a little bit because he's a walk-around head coach. But then there's those weird times where Kellen Moore glitches and you got to, ah, ah, you're not doing that. And I, and I think for the most part, he's corralled Kellen Moore. You don't see any more razzle-dazzle double reverses. We're not seeing any of that, right? We're seeing a more balanced approach. And it's not because, oh, we're checking in and out of plays. No, no, no. This is a, 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 a determined effort to get Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott the ball. That's part of the game plan, clearly. Clearly. So I think it's going to take him, Mike McCarthy, when Kellen gets to a third and one situation to ice the game, to put his hand down, get off of that trigger, and just do what's what's been working. Don't get cute. See, when Noah Brown was being held, and I don't know if this is true. I'm just guessing. And you saw Kellen Moore, come on, man, what the heck? Something along the lines. You know how Kellen, Kellen ain't going to cuss. It's malarkey. I don't know if he talks like that. But Mike McCarthy was in the back. Mike McCarthy was pissed. And I don't I don't think it had anything to do with Noah Brown being held. I think Mike McCarthy was like, Kellen, now see, I was about to get, you know, you know when you go to the doctors, you leave, you get a lot. I was about to give you a treat. And you go and pull that mess. And he got upset a little bit. I think he was upset at the call, to be honest. I do. Um, I could be completely wrong. I'm just going to roll with that. So, you know, as long as Mike McCarthy is able to corral Kellen Moore on game day, if he feels like he's getting away from it, happened in Cincy. There was a point in that game. I'm like, relax, Kellen. Why you got Cooper throwing so damn much in this game? It ain't, it ain't wasn't as sweet as it was in the first two possessions. And we saw a couple of those plays. Relax. Go back to what was working. So, fortunately, it didn't happen until the very end of the game. But also, unfortunately, it was a tight game. And it could it could have cost them a little bit. So, I was telling, you know, as long as the game plan is what it's been over the last few weeks and they continue to improve on it, I think he'll be fine. But he ain't out the woods yet, right? Like, like we ain't out the woods yet. Oh, we got Danny Macho Man Randy Savage. What's up, Danny? Hello. Good morning, Sky. Good morning. You caught me at a good time. I'm not wild up yet. I haven't had my coffee yet. Well, we all have a back-to-back win, so I, I don't I don't foresee you being too upset today. You know, listen, we accomplished our goal. We won with a backup quarterback, but we still beat a team that's going to have a top-five draft pick next year. Sure, you handle my, business. That's how you got to look at it, right? Like, you handle business. You know, and... The one thing that I'm fuming about, and I don't know if anyone else has brought it up this week, I thought Kellen should have been fired Monday night because with two minutes left in the game, after two-minute warning versus a team with zero timeouts left, on third down, attempting a pass, yeah, when you could have ran off, 40 seconds, you could have ran off 40, you could have ran the ball, ran off 40 seconds more of the clock 
and then kick the ball off to a team with no timeouts with a minute and 10 seconds left. Instead, we attempt a pass, and I think Hendershot goes out of bounds, which not, it's not even his fault. He's a rookie, and he never even should have been. Oh, that, that was – oh, you know what? That, that You're absolutely right. That was another situation where – Sky. Yeah. But yeah. Sky, let me tell you, we kicked that ball off to a good team with a minute and 50 seconds left. We lose that game. That that's a horrible. That was. That, well, well, I, you're, I think you're going on a stretch, Danny. They would have went down and tied it. The game wasn't going to be over. Okay, but when you got the game in your pocket and forty seconds, that's a long. You know, you give an Aaron Rodgers. I ain't saying Daniel Danny Dimes is an Aaron Rodgers. You give an Aaron Rodgers forty seconds. That's like four minutes to him. But that was a. How do you make that mistake? That mistake. Versus a much better team, they would have came. They would have went down the field. You, you, Think about it. You're not wrong. You're not. The, 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 you're not wrong. Sometimes though, in those situations, I, I wonder. And this is something I would ask. Maybe they won't tell you. I wonder in those situations, was the call? Hey, we're going to. I think it was an action, right? Was it a play action, Danny? Say it again. Was it a play action on that play? I don't even think so. I, I, I can't remember. So, so I wonder. I'm just, just, just conversating with you here. If the call was, hey, get it to the tight end right away, and the tight end needs to fall down and bounce. He didn't get it to the tight end right away. Cooper Rush kind of just, kind of kept, you know, floating and floating, and that tight end is floating and floating, and then he finally threw it to him, and then the tight end doesn't fall down. He, his momentum carries him. He tries to jump, and he goes out of bounds. Number one, that's not good. The second part, I wonder again. If the play design is, hey, if it's not there right away, just fall down and take the sack. Stay in bounds, keep the clock running. That didn't happen. So I'm I'm just trying to play devil's advocate to the situation. I don't like the call in general. I'm with you because, hey, just run the ball, try to get a first. If you don't, clock runs, punt it. But sometimes there will be that action in a play design where, hey, if it's not there, you just fall down, get what you can get, and uh, we'll keep the clock rolling. So I'm wondering if that was part of it because – it makes no sense to, I believe, on the short, on the short side of the field, have a tight end run full speed, out of bounds, and then so throw it to him after zero, a few seconds. That makes no sense. sense. Makes no sense. It made zero sense. So I, I mean, whoever make, I mean, that's a call. Somebody has to get screamed at. I mean, who? These guys are professionals, and I laugh. They sit. They all sit in rooms. Oh yeah, that was a good call. That was a great idea. You should be fired. You know, that goes, if, I guarantee you, if, the, if Dallas would have kicked off, Giants scored a touchdown, Giants win that game, they're getting roasted for that. They get roasted for that the entire week. But listen, it didn't happen, so whatever. I mean, Micah looked like he had COVID plus some pneumonia plus a uh, few other things, but he just looked like he was, he was, he was giving it his all, but he wasn't there. He was like, you could just tell he was sick. So hopefully he's better this week, you know, and we play Washington. We play Washington so. Yeah, he definitely was yeah. sick, and he still was doing some ridiculous things for a guy who he said I was only about 60%. That, he's, he's not here. No, I believe. I think he had a half a tackle. He had some pressures, you know, yeah. but, I mean, cost me a bet, you know what I'm saying? But that's a whole other story, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> He should have had a sack, but he didn't. He should have had a few sacks, but he didn't. But uh, once again, great content as always. Um, 
you and Vox later on, 306, boom, if I mean it's 406. Listen to you guys later on. Once again, great call, as always. You know? Great call, Danny. <laughs> later on, Sky. Later. I underestimated my guy, Danny. I said, no, there's no way. Come off back-to-back dubs. You're going to be upset. Danny said, what? She. Yes, guys. I saw your breakdown of how Kellen Moore called a fantastic game and it was dialing things up and, and got guys open. But that damn third and one and, and the other pass, the hell with Kellen. Two things can be true. He called a fantastic game. And he had two brain farts. So that's that's why I say this man has to ring him in a little bit. It's like Kel, I feel like I feel like Kellen fights himself. Who wins that day? The devil or the angel? The devil to Kellen is the guy that wants to run that run the ball. Hey, we're gonna stick to the game plan with Coach Ted. Kellen's angel. Hey, but I'm telling you, if you play action pass it right here on third and one, it's going to be wide open. Devil. But yeah, but if you run it, the game's over. I, I know, but got a chance for a big play. That's where Mike got to come in and shut all that down. Nonetheless, there's a lot to build off of for Kelly, y'all. He ain't out the, he ain't, he ain't out the woods just yet, but there's a lot to build off of. Kellen versus Kellen. Facts. No, where's the super chat? Okay, so the super, that's why I was laughing. Let me get to these super chats. Hilarious. And then we got it. Ooh, ooh, almost pressed the wrong button. Super chat. Appreciate you. Eagles are trash. He said, how many sacks we get this Sunday? Minimum five. But I'm going to go six. Six sacks this week. That's crazy. We just throwing that around. Ah, six sacks. But Dallas, that's what they're doing, man. Super chat. Daryl Thorpe, $2 donation. Thank you, sir. And then King Element, you are a wild dude. Super chat. <laughs> he said, thanks a lot, Duran. Because of you, Grayson asked his mama, Mammy, what's reptile dysfunction? <laughs> Yo. Listen, I grew up on the Rugrats, and that just reminds me of Tommy and them, you know, not being able to pronounce things. What's reptile dysfunction? <laughs> Yo, that, oh, that is gold. That is gold. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh, yeah. That's it. Uh, what, what else y'all want? Because that, that's it for me. Oh, my goodness. 
Reptile dysfunction. Y'all remember the episode? Never mind, I ain't gonna talk about it. But one episode does stick out to me from there. When I think it was it's Chucky thought that if if you ate a watermelon seed, a watermelon will grow your stomach. Hilarious. Just a genius show, by the way. <laughs> stop, King Element. Quit. Quit. Y'all gotta stop this in this chat, man. Shout out to uh to old Grayson. Captain said, Wentz has the pocket awareness of a blind man. Yo, we were just talking about that yesterday with Jesse on, on, on the Fourth and Long podcast. Yes, he does. Oh, Jelly Wild. Yo, y'all crazy, man. We done? We good? Listen, let's get up out of here. Let's get up out of here. Do me a favor on his way up out of here. Hit the like button if y'all enjoyed the show. If y'all enjoyed the laughs that King Element and the chat have given y'all. Ain't me. Run this back if you missed it. We broke down the Washington offense and what where I think the Cowboys can just have a ridiculous advantage. Uh, we're going to continue that breakdown later on. I'm pretty sure my guy Mauricio Rodriguez is going to break down more of this game. It's his final episode of the week. And then you'll find me back on the YouTube on the volume with my guy Vach Lombardi, Vach Lombardi Live. We'll be breaking. In fact, on Vach Lombardi Live, we're going to be breaking down everything. Tomorrow, and I don't know who it was. I think it was uh, set off Chris. I might have to reach out to the beard from Authentic and the Beard because he's a Washington football people uh, fan and content creator. Maybe I'll, I'll see if I can get him to call in. Tomorrow, we're going to look at the Cowboys offense against the Washington defense. So today, I'm going to jump in the lab uh, and look at that as well. So make sure y'all come on back, man. Make sure y'all come on back. Hilarious. It's hilarious. Let me get up out of here. Lay y'all to peace. Hit me up on Twitter, at Skywalker Steel. Shout out to our sponsors, Boston Scientific, The Cochran Firm, and DFW Turf. Y'all keep this place ready, though. Grayson, don't read the chat, but thank you for calling in. Appreciate y'all. We out of here. Peace.